Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey there, this is Pam Perry. Thank you for joining Get Out There and Get Known podcast. I'm excited today because I have Tamisha Harris here today and you are going to be in for a treat. I love this lady from afar. She doesn't know this, but I have just been looking at her and just marvel at what she's doing and what she is also, um, not only is she with MSNBC, but she also has a program called The Perfect Pitch. So let me just tell you a little bit about her so that you know why I'm just so excited about having her. Not only is she, um, she manages and develops teams to produce highly engaging content for broadcast and digital platform, but she also works really, really well under pressure. Like I can say that even like today, <laughs> some of the things that, that we were doing to get it together, to, to get on this live today. Uh, she's been eight years as a line producer, and she'll explain to you what that is. Three years as a long format producer, which she'll explain what that is. Eight years as a videographer and field producer. Kind of you get that. Uh, six years as a writer, which is a basis for everything. Five years as a final cut pro editor, which is not easy to do. She knows iNews, EMPS, NewsPath, NewsSource, any of these things. News One, Pathfire, like I said, Final Cut Pro. All these things are really technical. Now, her background is in mass communications, sports, studio, and digital video cameras. That is just some of the things that she does. But she's also worked uh, for Warner Media. She worked for Disney, ABC as a news producer, a writer for CBS. Um, she's been um, a line producer with a uh, RNN. And she went to HBCU down in Texas called Prairie View AME University. So with that, I'm going to bring up Tamisha Harris. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. I'm going to switch our sides over here. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So thank you so much for joining us today. Tamisha, one of the things I always like to ask people like, how'd you get into this? Like, was it always a thing that I want to be in television? Did I always want to work in the news uh, category? How did people, in high school, when people say, well, you're going to go away to school, you're going to major in communications. Um, what are you going to do after that? So kind of explain to people how your passion for this area. That's up. such a good question, Pam. So for me, um, I always wanted to develop television shows. I just, that's just what I wanted to do. I wanted to develop, write and develop, um, not, you know, I shouldn't say write. I wanted to uh, develop television shows. Someone else could do the writing as long as I'm directing it um, mm -hmm. and maybe like creating it. So I'll, I've always wanted to do that. And um, uh, once I graduated high school, I attended Prairie View A&M University and then um, went over to uh, the Art Institute of Houston um, after Prairie View because um, they specialize, that the institute specialize in more of the technical background mm -hmm. of um, 
of uh, production. So I wanted to learn, you know, the, you know, the lighting. I wanted to learn the audio. I wanted to learn um, a video. I wanted to learn the editing. I wanted to be hands-on because when you go to the institutes, you can, you actually are doing the uh, actual films. So you're okay. creating your own productions, your own crew, your own teams. Uh, you get amazing opportunities for internships. Um, so uh, that's how that started. Uh, from there, you know, I interned with a woman, a black woman. I think her name was Abiba. Abiba Howell. I think that's who she was. She owned a film, this film company, company called Dominion Films. And uh, just to see a black woman who owns her own um, video production company, I just, I'm like, wow, so I can own my own video production company. Um, that just is not something that I knew was possible. Because people didn't and, see them. Yeah, because mm. I'd never seen them before. You, you know, we always see Hollywood and all of these, you know, big, uh, you know, studios. It's not something that I thought that was, wasn't, was within my grasp. Um, but it was, and I saw it from myself and I was able to uh, shadow her, uh, for a few months and just take notes and like, you know what, this is something I can absolutely do myself. So what I did was I learned, um, you know, of course school teaches you everything you need to know, but unless you're actually in the field and applying those things, um, you really can't get a good grasp for it. So I taught myself the latest cameras after graduation, I, you know, uh, worked for uh, Nextel. I don't know if you guys remember Nextel Communications, but it was a oh, that was a phone service. A, yeah, a phone service. So I worked yes. there and bought myself. Uh, I worked there like nonstop. I was working like eighteen hours a day overtime to buy myself camera equipment, buy camera equipment, buy um, buy uh, lighting, computers, probably. lighting. So I saved about twelve thousand dollars to to. Um, to launch my own video production company. Wow. And, and so I did that probably within about eight months. And I already had the show idea um, that I wanted. Uh, it was called Grinding TV. And it was a day, it was like one of the first uh, reality shows. <laughs> but it was a day in the life of you as an entertainer. So if you are if you are a PR agent, you know, what is it like to be a PR agent? So I would follow, or if you are a a radio DJ. What is it like to be a radio Ooh. DJ or a model? So I would do a day in the life of you um, as- That sounds a, cool to me. Yeah, it was what? really fun. It yeah. Was fun. And, um, and it did really well. So, um, and we can go into that. I don't want to- where, where did it air? Where did it air? Was so what it? I did, well, that's such a great question. So what I did was, uh, you know, as a new producer, nobody hired me nobody knew me i just had this show that i created with my with my camera equipment and a few people that i hired on the side so what i did not know is if do you know uh, pam in the middle of the night how when the uh what is it the infomercials come on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can buy it i would be like in a i'll be in a trance watching a lot of those right? <laughs> well you can buy that time slot and anybody can buy those time slots um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be an infomercial. If you have a movie that you want to put on air, you can put a movie on air, whatever you want to Overnight. do. With the, yeah. right, Overnight. Whatever, mm -hmm. whatever you want to do with that time slot. So I, I, um, a friend of mine, he had a video show, uh, on at midnight. And I said, well, you know, how did you get that on air? And he said, I just bought the time slot at $700 a week. And I said, well, I could do $700 a week because I'm working like crazy, like a maniac. And it's, you know, I said, I could, I could do that. 
So I went to what was called UPN at the time mm-hmm. um, in Atlanta. I I uh, talked to the um, the I think they're media buyers, media seller, whoever they are. I talked media, to them. Yes, so media you department. Buy, you can you can buy the time slot. I bought the time slot and I aired my show every week on um, on UPN, and, and the ratings were so phenomenal uh, back then. I was young. I was like, and I graduated early from uh, college, but um, back then it was Girlfriends and the Bernie Mac show was on air. Yes. And, um, and it, the ratings just right past, right past. Wow. So it was Man. phenomenal for me and it was great for the station. Um, but I didn't understand that. I didn't understand the business. But you didn't never you never really saw during that time, you know, girlfriends and, and, and Bernie Mac, that there were no reality shows. How did you right. know to do it's the what day I in the life? To do. That's such a good question. It's just what I it's what I wanted to see on TV. I created what I wanted to see on TV. Yes. So it wasn't yes. a matter of, oh, what do I what have I seen? Or no, I just what I want to see is um uh, what I want to look at, what I want to watch is something that is entertaining, that's going to inform uh, what I'm going to, what I want to do in the future. I thought yes. that was exciting. And so that's yes. what I, that's what I created, what I thought was exciting, which is what I continue to create, what I, what I find exciting. That um, is good. That is good. Yeah. So mass communications was your major at, at, at uh, Prairie View, graduated early, got this camera equipment, working at, working, working night and day to yeah. get all of this. And now camera equipment, what you paid then and what you pay now. Oh, is yeah. Pretty- <laughs> I mean, you know, I think back then, I think now it's a lot better because, um, you know, it's just so accessible for everyone. Back then, you know, I think my camera was about $4,000. Yeah. That's a whole studio today. And then the (laughs) Apple computers, I think my computer was about $3,000. And then I had to, you know, it was was a lot. And then I bought my, uh, and then I had to pay the rent at my little, my little, uh, (laughs) <laughs> my, my little office that I got because I wanted the whole nine. I wanted everything to go. You with want it. to be like a production. Yes, I wanted to, because that's what I saw. The woman who I interned with, she had that, and so I knew that was my that was my blueprint. Oh um, my but here's the thing: I didn't understand the business, Pam. So I didn't understand the business. I understood the creativity part of it. I understand the cre- I understood the creative. I didn't understand the business, and so um, I didn't realize that within that time that time slot that I had. I needed to also um, start shooting commercials so that it could pay for that time slot for me because commercials pay, pay for programs. Because you um, had the ratings. Right, because I had the ratings, but I didn't I didn't understand it. So I pulled the show off air because I'm like, I don't understand how to do this. And I didn't have a mentor. A lot of people now have mentors and all those things. I didn't have a coaches. mentor to go to. Coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have that at the time. I was the only person I knew in my, you know, group of people who, who, you know, was able to do something like that. So, um, or at least where I, where I lived. Mm-hmm. So I pulled the show off air, UPN called, UPN, which is now called the CW Network. They called me after two weeks and they said, hey, you know, what happened to your show? I said, you know, I wasn't making any money from it. So I needed to pull it off air. And they said, why don't you come in? Why don't you come in the office and let's talk? I said, well, okay. And I didn't know what they wanted, um, but they ended up hiring me as a full-time producer for the network, which ended up turning into uh, the CW network. So I started producing for um, 
uh, America's Next Top Model and, and just mm-hmm. all of the fun shows, uh, doing promotions, producing. So it was just fun. It turned into an amazing uh, opportunity. And then from there, it just spawned into working with all the networks. Roughly when you think about it. So you graduated from college, you graduate early, you start your own production company, yeah. save money, buy all this camera equipment, writing scripts, finding talent, you know, all of this. How old were you roughly about? Um, 22. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. That is really amazing. That's why I said, yeah. I just love what you That is amazing. At 22, yeah. I'm I 25. I can't even figure out if she's no. going to get on the yeah. train safely to Chicago or not. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I was, tw- I was 22. It's so funny that you, that you uh, positioned that question like that, because I did, I never thought that I never thought about that. But now when I look, when I think about 22 years old, I was super focused because I was just afraid of not, of not making it. I was mm-hmm. super afraid of not being, uh, this person who I had in my head. So I just, I just wanted to get there, you know? So then so you're working for CW. And so at this point in time, you're doing shows. How did you transfer into news? I guess you would say, because that's a whole other mindset of stuff. Yeah. So um, after the CW network, um, that, that merged with UPN and the WB network, they formed the CW I yeah. worked there uh, for a while after that, and then they laid us off. But I'd already been kind of planting seeds elsewhere um, because you got. Luckily, I just had, I had an. It was such an amazing opportunity because I was the BET Awards had come in town around that time to Atlanta, so I was able to uh, connect with as a as a pro- local producer. I was able to connect with the uh, people at BET. Uh, and kind of talk to them about, you know, some opportunities that they may have had available. And um, I uh, flew to New York and mm-hmm. talked to, God, what was Penny, McD- Penny McDonald is who I ended up talking to with BET. She hired me on, uh, so it's, it was such a smooth transition. She hired me on as a uh, pro- a producer in Atlanta. So I think, it, I think they called it, a, Oh, it was called a field. It's, it's a field producer. So field all producer. of the a field producer. So, so all of the uh, music was here in Atlanta, was in Atlanta. I'm in New York now, but all of the music was in Atlanta, the rappers and all that kind of fun stuff. So they needed someone to shoot um, uh, footage in Atlanta. Well, I'm, I'm a producer, but I'm also, because if we remember back to a few, a year or three, two years prior to, to that time, you were a videographer. Um, I was, yeah, I was, shoot, because I had to do everything myself. When you own your own company, you got to do everything yourself. And that, and that managed to pay off for me. So I thank God that I was able to do that. So they needed someone who could shoot because they had a very low, you know, they didn't have a, the, the budget that you would imagine. But um, I was still able to make it happen. They needed someone to shoot and then send the video footage, produce it, shoot it, and then send the video footage to, to, up to New York. And so I was able to do that. Wow. Um, and it just gave me, an, and I networked like crazy. So I was in, you know, at, at uh, So So Deaf, and I was at, you know, any record label, everything we had at, in, in Atlanta at that time, it was uh, Jeezy, who was, it was Jeezy's label, everything, everything that was happening in Atlanta during that time, I was a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to network and um, manage to also run across um uh, an executive with Warner M- Music Group, 
Okay. He introduced me to um, uh, Shanita Floyd, who was the uh, marketing executive, uh, was a, a vice president of marketing for, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the la label, but it was a, a pretty big label uh, under Warner Music Group. And um, I ended up getting some really great opportunities with documentaries, with rap a lot, and um, shoot music videos for Gucci Mane and Jeezy, and then all of the all of the uh, rappers who were under that label. Well, you you know you talk to a baby boomer, so I I recognize <laughs> the names, but I know none of their music. If you were to play it, I'd be like, who is that? Okay, yeah, no, you, so, but I just know. realized that they are big names, and they're big names in BET. But it's just kind of yeah. like mm. you so know, I'm more like the, I'm more like the Motown sound. <laughs> So it was good. So it was fun. You know, I, I was able to make a, a name for myself in the um, music direct, direct, directing music videos, directing music videos. And then from there, uh, once the budget, I did that for years, Pam. I did that for, oh my God, years. Um, and did just productions for Warner, uh, you know, music group and BET. And then once the, once the budgets kind of, started shrinking mm -hmm. i needed to um pivot okay okay and that's when i started um looking at news ah. uh, so i never the yeah, skills never, are transferable i mean yeah, really they, cool. well you know what it's funny um i thought that to be true <laughs> but news is a completely different beast it really is news and entertainment they're just two completely different things and so i is had the, to is it the pace well, it was, you have to learn how to write for news. Okay. Okay. So you have to learn how to write for news. I was in, I was in the entertainment world of music and uh, shows and those kind of, that's completely different from polit politics and completely different from, you know, day, uh, relevant stories that are, that's going on in the Washington, in the Washington Post and the New York Times you know, the USA Today, that's, it's a completely different world. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I needed to, once again, um, teach myself. So what I did was I, <laughs> so I went to the different uh, journalism school curriculum. I just Googled the journalism school curriculums. And mm -hmm. then I bought those books that they were teaching in, cl in the classes. And then I taught myself journalism. I taught myself how wow. to write for news, I taught myself, um, you know, the lingo, everything, and I had to, and I had to start from the bottom. But what I learned was, if you wanted to make in the in the news industry, you had to move to New York, mm, and um, number one market. The number, it's the number one market, and I and that was awesome for me because I absolutely love this city. Um, I love New York City, and I was able to, you know, as probably studied for maybe a year, a year, a year and a half news journalism and then and then i uh, made my move to new york i got a job with new york one um what? yeah That's i got number a job. One. yeah number one number one space in the number one market okay i got i got a, i got a job with new york one and it is a, it is a really uh good station for their local for their local news abc7 is um the number one news station in the country right abc7 right. in new york and um, but i got the job at new york one and let me tell you something, Pam. I thought that um, I knew uh, news, and I did. I no, I did not know news. As soon as probably, I worked on the job for 
eight hours, seven hours. And the next day they said, we cannot have you back. I did not know what I was doing. I had oh no idea. I knew in theory. You were used to working in the television industry, Absolutely. broadcast industry for years, had your own show, doing all this stuff. Completely different from news. Has nothing to do with news. Little did I know. So I understood journalism in theory, but I didn't understand it when, when it comes to applying it. I, I did not understand how to apply it. And it's very fast. And you have, to, you have to know how to write fast. and You have to know all of those things. But luckily, um, the day, you know, so it's so funny because uh, the executive producer who, who essentially let me go that day, she said to Misha, she said, you were incredibly, you know, you were just incredibly bright. I wish I could teach you this, but I just don't have time to teach this to you. And I, she and I, but we sat in her office and we cried. Tears came down my eyes. I said, don't worry about it. I thank you. I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. But here I am in New York. This was my, this is what my second day in New York. And I'd gotten fired from the job that I came there to get, right? Oh my God. But I planted other seeds. And the most, it wasn't like it was uh, Mississippi or, you know, like a market number. 89 no you know, like a top market it's right very expensive. And, you know, new york rent is two thousand dollars and just all kinds yes yes <laughs> so um but but i'd also applied at this place called files one and uh and then that was rnn tv i applied there as well oh, but i hadn't God. heard back i hadn't heard back from them and the, the i walked out of the building the second i walked out of the building of new york one files one called Oh, good. Woo, that was God looking out for you. Oh, my God. In such a big way. So I said, they said, you know, can you come up now? Because that file, so one is in, it was in Westchester at the time, Westchester, New York. Mm-hmm. So, um, not the city. So I took the, yeah, so I took yeah. the Metro North. I walked right out of New York One, which is in Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. And I took the, found my way to Westchester. I took the Metro North and I, and I talked to the news director there. I said, listen, I need to be very honest with him about my, uh, about my, my experience. He said, listen, um, we're, we're going to, we'll teach it to you. He said, oh, we'll teach you. Cool. He said, we can, we can, he said, I'm going to sign the executive producer. You'll work the worst shift. And I did, I worked the worst shift and I was happy about that. It was overnights. So you can't mess up too much. Right, exactly. (laughs) I worked the worst shift and and he taught me. Alan, I wish I could remember Alan's last name, but he was my executive producer. He taught me every single thing I needed to know about news. Mm -hmm. And it was, Fios One was not even on the, probably not even on the list of markets. Like you can't find, you probably couldn't even find the news station, but it taught me what I needed to know about news. From mm-hmm. there, I think I worked at Files for maybe three years, um, okay. two and a half, three years. And from there, I got hired at the number three news, local news station in the country, which was CBS, which mm-hmm. is which is unheard of to um, go from a, a news station that is not even on the map. It, it, Files was not on the map to to jump to a CBS um, as a writer, as a writer. And, incredible. And, 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 and and not really having that as your background. Not ha- I didn't have that. So, so some people at Howard were probably over there would have fought you because they they went to the journalism school. They were on the school newspaper. They were on television. They were like what? Yeah, but you had that tenacity. You I had the tenacity and the vision and the vision. Yeah. This is what you want to do. 
that's you what spent I wanted three to do. years, basically kind of like going back to school, really, in that's a way. That's exactly what it was. I spent mm -hmm. those years going back, teaching myself, um, you know, journalism. And then from um, CBS, I was hired. Um, and I just thank God for, you know, the women who um, he placed in the path to give me an opportunity because Renee Washington uh, hired me at ABC7 which uh, is the number one local mm -hmm. station in the country, which is just unheard of. I will never just, I, I, it, is, it does not, you know, it, it doesn't escape me the, the fact that, um, you know, here I am coming into this industry uh, without not having any experience. News, in the news industry. Because you, you were already in broadcast. And you right, knew. coming mm -hmm. into the news industry and being able to, um, jump leaps just leap into these into these seats where people are just have been you know studying and working their entire careers so so yeah. so what you're doing now you're doing a pictureperfectcourse.com mm -hmm. there's something you learned about news that you mm -hmm. want to share with other people about yeah. you said it's different and so people who are wanting to push themselves to the news stations what is it that the main thing that that you learned that you're you're really trying to get people to have an epiphany about? Yeah. So whenever you're pitching and now, you know, I've been doing I've been a news producer now for since for 10 years now. OK, mm -hmm. so, you know, I tell that story that that's it, it didn't ha that those things ha that was over years. Those right. that happened over years. Um, but, you know, I tell people make sure you know we know what it is you understand what you do it's the what you do is the most important thing to you but mm -hmm. it's not the most important thing to everyone else who say that what, again right so what you have to do is make it important to them and who is them it's not the producer what what you do is it what what i care about doesn't matter the audience it's the viewers. So what? Mm -hmm. So how do you know what the viewers care about? You have to know who my viewers are. And you have to know who my. You have to find out. You know, whenever you're pitching to a particular station or a network, who are their viewers? What are the? What's the demographics? Mm. Um, you know, who's watching that particular show? Mm -hmm. So so that if you are a uh, interior designer and you want to pitch, you know, you have. You know, whatever it is that you do, whatever you're, whatever you're a subject matter expert on, you need to know, oh, wait a minute, this is a political show I'm, I'm pitching to. So if I'm a health expert or an interior designer or a mental health professional, I probably need to ask which show uh, features those particular, that those particular um, subject Jim matter Brown. experts, that particular, mm -hmm. sub that subject matter. Mm -hmm. so you just need to know what these who the who the, who the audience is and um, the topics that they that they uh, have on their on their show. That's the mm -hmm. most important thing. Otherwise, you'll just be spinning your wheels when it comes to pitching, and you'll wonder. Even that that's for you know publicists, and it goes to go, for publicists and people without publicists. You need to know who the who who the viewers are, and if you don't, then. You'll, it's like, why is Tamisha not emailing me back? Why is she not? Because that's not who my my viewers don't care. <laughs> or it's just a bad time. You know, it is timing. Timing is part timing of it. Is everything. It would be perfect. It, but it's just bad timing. I mean, yeah. if it was everybody's talking about Bill Cosby, I don't know, whatever, whatever. It's like the news cycle that's like, you know, uh, 
sinkholes in Florida and you want to talk about weight loss, I mean, really, we're, we're, we're not going to be interested at this point. Like we're really talking about some other stuff right now. And so I always tell people, I said, if yeah. you just had a nose for news and understand the news cycles about what's important and what's going on, you wouldn't just just decide that I want to pitch this, this, and this, and I want to get on. You got to understand maybe how you can piggyback or what they call newsjack into other stories that are going on right now. Because That's it's exactly, always, yeah. and, and if they, they, they call it newsjacking, but it, a long time ago, we call it piggybacking, mm -hmm. but whatever it is, you, whatever is currently going on in the news. And so you kind of have to be a news junkie. I mean, you have junkie. to be able to like with my, with my course, picture perfect course, um, dot com with my course, I that that's exactly what I have to what I teach people because you have to go into open the first thing you want to do is go to Washington Post or go to USA yeah. Today or go to New York whatever, Times, New York mm -hmm. Times, and find out what 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 are we talking about because those yes. stories those are the stories that we're, that's going to be in our news cycle. And so, you know what? Also, too, to Tamisha, also two magazine covers. So we because you also talk about magazine covers as well. But magazines, if you want to get in magazines, know what the magazines are talking about on the cover. They spend so much research and time trying to understand their audience. So I can't find my essence. I guess it's upstairs. But the essence covers, they have different things that they're talking about. Last month, they were talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter and staying woke and the whole, you know, that whole scenario. But really, even if you just dovetail into what the magazine covers. Just dovetailing because it's so funny. You'd be surprised how creative people are when it comes to, you know, you could be a chef and it's like, well, nothing's happening. You know, you you can find a headline to make sense for your <laughs> your story. You just have to make sure you have it in that pitch. You yes. know, um, you just have to make sure that it matches with it's relevant or what's with what's going on in the news cycle. And then then it makes sense. And then I also talk about awareness days make sure you know the awareness days um yes. it, you know so yeah. if it's mental health week but that's not what's going on in the news then that's still relevant because you know we don't know all of the 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 awareness days so you're mm -hmm. informing us mm -hmm. you know and so let us know it a little bit uh, ahead of time don't give it like it is such and such week it like nurses week or caregivers week and it's like monday let know, and yeah let us know ahead of time you know <laughs> that way we can plan for it if it's autism you know autism month or something we don't know all of those days you know that because that's your specialty so let us know and so that that's what makes that that's also relevant i love that yeah. i love it we yeah. have people over here that said something about the you are amazing thank you manzoor <laughs> he says good uh right now um talk about ap style so Talk a little bit about AP style because people are pitching themselves. They have to know how to write. They don't write. Uh, we, but we don't, honestly, for for us, we don't expect you to know AP style. That That's for, I mean, that's for us as producers and writers. Um, we don't expect, you know, people who pitch us to pitch us in, in AP style at all. We don't expect that. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, just just making sure that what you are pitching is relevant. It's in the news, uh, making sure that you know who our viewers are. That's the most important thing. It's and that's knowing like who the viewers are. Mm -hmm. They can even go on the website and you were talking earlier about how you bought time um, from UP 
and you had to go to the media department. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can actually go to the advertising sales department and ask for the demographics. That's, a, that's all you have to do. You literally do that or you can Google it. Now, you know, the, now they may call you afterwards and ask you about advertising. But, right. But you can't get that information. They'll yeah, be like, what's you you that They'll call you every yeah. week. Yeah, you can get that information and that will save you months of, yes. of wasting your time. It'll save you from feeling like, okay, maybe my, you know, what my pitch is is not good enough. No, it, it may not be that. You're just pitching to the wrong producer of that station or the wrong station. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things too is that um, the news stations will track, is it Arbitron or Nielsen or did they yeah. merge? Nielsen from what Nielsen, because you, you never know. They Everybody's yeah. merged. Everybody's like one yeah, thing. but it could be. So the, it could be so, other things. So the Nielsen ratings will actually tell you the demos, the age, the demographics mm -hmm. of so many different things yeah. on particular show in, in yeah. each particular segment. So yeah. how is MSNBC set up in terms of um, the, the show? Does the, like Joe, Joanne Reed, does she actually have her own producer and then that's just separate and it's its own little bubble versus someone else's show? Yeah. So we have, um, and I just started at MSNBC um, and we have been in quarantine. Well, we have been, we still haven't been in the building yet. So I'm excited oh. to go back in the building and meet everyone. So you so got a job day. while you were in quarantine? Yeah. So I left you CNN. You are bad, girl. <laughs> so I left CNN <laughs> and um, MSNBC actually called me. Uh, I didn't. I didn't apply for the job, so it was so exciting. I'm like, well, I, I didn't expect to move back to New York because I was in CNN in Atlanta. So I didn't. I didn't have any expectations of moving back to New York. Um, in fact, I was wanting to move out to LA, but MSNBC called. So, saying that, um, having said that, I have not been at Thirty Rock yet. We don't go into the wow. building. I'm very excited. We wow. don't go into the building until until September. Uh, so okay. I haven't met Joy Reid. I haven't met anyone other than who's on my team. So I'm not. Um, uh, all the way clear on how things are set up. But what I do know is that every, uh, every show has their own producers. We don't, okay. we don't merge. We don't, um, merge. Okay. we don't merge producers. So um, yeah, every show has their own producers. MSNBC, they have um, several producers per, per show. Uh, they are, um, it's just a wonderful production. They are very strategic and uh, in the way that they do things. And there's all kinds of, all kinds of, uh, they just make sure there will be no mistakes. Wow. So foolproof. Uh, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of pressure every day. But it you is. know what? This is a thing that that you know because I work in media too. So it is a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And then you know we had COVID nineteen, and the, the, that's pressure because it's life and death. Mm -hmm. But when we're in this whole media bubble, it is like life and death. It is like no mistakes. And and right. and I remember saying one time I was working at the Detroit Free Press, and I made a mistake, and I was like. Nobody died, and it was like, no, you didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, mistakes are a big deal. But what I've learned, um, you know, mistakes are a big deal. You mm -hmm. know, but because it costs money, <laughs> they, 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 they do cost money. And as a line producer, for me, um, it's probably one of the most important positions because we have to time the shows out, and um, when you're timing the shows, you have to make sure that you know the uh, the the uh, commercials come on on time because they're paying millions for these commercials and so when you're in that kind of position um or hundreds of thousands whatever these people are paying uh w when you're in that position everything is it depends on your timing mm. um so it is it is a lot of pressure but i will say this what i have learned is everyone makes mistakes and so whereas before when i was new 
um, I would make mistakes and I would almost melt in my seat because I just felt like, oh my God, now I make a mistake and I say, okay, let's keep going. We got to keep going. Mm -hmm. And because mm -hmm. you, it's every, every minute is, is, is a new minute. So you make a mistake and you got to keep pushing. There's no time and don't let anybody make you feel like the worst person on earth because right. they've also made a mistake. Wow. So yeah. talk a little bit about, are you in NABJ or any of the black journalists um, organizations? How, how many um, MSNBC is pretty, I, I would say pretty diverse. Yeah. You know, really like, I mean, you got Tiffany Cross and all of that. Yeah. So they have, so in terms of maybe your previous employers, how was the uh, atmosphere or the environment if, as an African-American I'm working in the newsroom. You know, it's funny because God has just placed me around just in an amazing company. I have been in, in amazing company, you know, with with my teams and and the companies that I've worked for. Um, I just, you know, yes, you know, there are issues in the news industry in general when it comes to representation. But um, I, I have. I've come around in a time in news where they are they are uh, actively making um, you know working toward the steps of making sure people you know are are in place. But then also we have to get more of we have to get more of us in in the position of making decisions and not necessarily in front of the television and in, in front mm -hmm. of the camera. There because a go. lot of a lot of us want to be in front of the camera. Um, but we need to be in the producer's role. We have to be in management. We have to mm -hmm. be able to make make the decisions on what stories are going to be told and how those stories will be told. And mm. who's going to tell the story? Because all of those things matter. And if, if you are in front of the camera, you don't necessarily have the um, the authority yeah. to, 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 to say it. You know, you know, I will say anchors have a lot of... Um, uh, they have a lot of responsibility and they do have a lot of a, say, a lot of say, but not necessarily, you know, uh, they're not in the producer's role. And mm -hmm. we are doing this all day, every day. And we're always looking for stories and we're always looking for, you know, subject matter experts. So for me, if I know that there is a it, diversity is very important, you know, on the show. So if I know that my show is full of white men then what am I here for? I'm not doing the job that I'm supposed to do, that I'm here to do. So I need to make sure, oh, let me go find a, a medical expert who is a black woman, or let me go find mm -hmm. a, uh, or a black man, or let me go find, or an Asian, or let me just make sure that the show is diverse. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, and that's our job. That's the, you Oops. know, I always say when a, I was, you know, when a black woman is in charge, everybody eats. If a black woman is in charge, then I tr I firmly believe that that uh, we will make sure that everyone eats. So, so you said something really really interesting to me. She says, "I go look for a subject matter expert. Yeah. How do you find the subject matter expert? Are they pitched into you? Are you Google? Are you do you go to a particular website? Do you look at PR Newswire? Do you look at expert.com? I mean, where do you where do you go that gives you the um, yeah, the, the comfort level, like okay, this person is solid. I go to Instagram. <laughs> I go to Instagram. Oh my so god! And that's what's funny because you know what Instagram tells me? What's that? Instagram tells me tells me about your brand. Instagram mm -hmm. tells me everything I need to know about you. It tells me you're gonna go on. If I go on Instagram, that's your audition. 
So you are, you, I'm expecting to see segments. I'm expecting to see video vignettes. I'm expecting to see if you're pitching me, I want to be able to see you do your thing in all color. I want to see your brand. And that's what Instagram gives me. Wow. It gives me your full picture. You have have just sent some people over here to Instagram and said, let me get my Instagram life together right now. And someone just said, wow, Instagram. I go to Instagram. She got her her MBA looking for subject matter experts. And you talk about Instagram. She's like, let me me get it all the way together. (laughs) I go to Instagram because because what LinkedIn will tell me, LinkedIn will tell me what you want me to know. LinkedIn Mm. will tell me, but I need color. I want to see, I want to see you in all of your color. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. what Instagram will give me. I want to hear you speak. I want to see how you're not necessarily your home life, but I just want to see your swag. I want to see everything about you. It just mm-hmm. gives me, I want to be able to give my viewers a show. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to give them the best. I want them to see everything. And so mm-hmm. that's where your auditions come in. On I Instagram. love that. I yeah. love that. I teach that because as a publicist, right, we were just always taught radio, broadcast, print, right? I mean, you know, broadcast and print, broadcast and print, the traditional way. And so when social media hit the, the scene, now remember, I'm a baby boomer. So when it hit the scene, it was hard to get my clients to really figure out that they really need to be there. I'm like, you do, boo. It's like, I know you don't know how to do, but it's like, you've got to be there, especially authors. Authors, so you need to connect with your readers or whatever, whatever. So now it becomes a thing. And and so when you said that, it just gives it such a, a, uh, what I've already, already kind of knew, but the fact of like, why? Because you're seeing their engagement, you're seeing their life, you're seeing how they truly are. And the thing is, you'll send me a pitch. You can send me a pitch and I'll get through the pitch and I'll just go to the bottom to see where your Instagram is. And then I'll decide from there. Then I'll go back to your pitch and then I'll say, okay, Mm -hmm. all right. Now that I know what he or she looks like, now I know how they sound. Now I know what their brand is like. Now let me see what they're pitching me. Yes. Yes. I need to, I need, I need the visuals first. What about the Google? Mm-hmm. What about Googling? Are you Googling people to see after what has been said? And Oh, you know. yeah, absolutely. Because after Instagram, then I need to go and, and vet you. And I need to make sure that, you know, now I have There's to do the out. Yeah, now, right. Now I have to do the, the work to make sure you are who you say you are. Then I'll go to LinkedIn and then we'll do the reference checks and all those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is good. It says absolutely a thing to be connected. On social media, yes, yes, that is so that, and then even like Renee, she says, um, I love color. Yeah, it's like, she mm-hmm. says she is there. So El, so El Renee Richardson says, I am there, I am there. So that is that is so cool, it, it is. So, you know, I typically, this has been so good. Typically our shows are only 30 minutes, but because it's a podcast, it's not news. We don't have to do all the lines, producer things, like, you know, commercial. <laughs> but I just want to say, I just love what you're doing. You are amazing. You're back in New York. I now, am. Th- th- now from, it, from Atlanta to New York, I mean, Atlanta was kind of like, quote unquote, the new Hollywood. New York is obviously the number one media market. Yeah. So does it feel, because you were in New York before, how does it feel now since post- COVID um, type of know, thing. I, I am a, a lover of New York. I just love New York so much. But what I can say just real quick, because I know we're running out, of, running out of time. When I when I moved back to Atlanta from New York, I had a new appreciation for Atlanta and the fact that you don't have to pay. You know, my parking at work at ABC was, I think it was $400 a month. 
so I had a new appreciation for how, how easy life is in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is um, so true. Oh, oh my God. But I love New York so much. And I'm just incredibly blessed to be able to, and I'm so excited to be able to walk into the 30 Rock building just because it's just this institution that, mm -hmm. you know, you've watched growing up and, you know, Saturday Night Live is there. It's just so, just to be able to have the opportunity to be in the space with, with all of these smart and, and, and amazing people for me is just incredible. And I can't wait to see, you know, what I learn next and, and where I go next. So, yes. Yeah. And then also too, you know, it's, it's open again, things are open again. So that's yeah. the other part. It just, it becomes like, okay, so now you can have a real new year's Eve there coming up in 2022. Right. right? You know, it's just like, okay, so now it's, it, we're, we're almost feeling like yeah. quote unquote normal. Normal, almost there. So tell us about one. Picture Perfect Course, because I really want you to let people yeah, know. About so, that. I've had know, it up on the, the thing, but just really let people know how they can work with you. Yeah. So for me, you with Picture Perfect, one of the things that, that I always uh, I end up spending a lot of time on as a producer is I get these amazing pitches that come in. But as a producer, I have to take this pitch to my team. Well, if your pitch is not together, as a producer, we just have to say, okay, they don't have it together. So, you know, it could be a good pitch, but if it's not packaged how we need it, then I, we just don't have time. Uh, but because I just have, you know, I just have a, a huge love for our community and just people who just have amazing products. And I understand what it feels like to be on that side when mm -hmm. you just need someone to teach you because someone, I just needed someone to teach me news and someone mm -hmm. took the time to teach me. So uh, one person told me, they said, Tamisha, you really, the way that you teach this, you need to make this into a course. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I never thought about it, but then I made it into a course. And let me tell you something, the way people flocked to that course and the relationships that I've built and the people that I've put on television, you know, as a result of them just getting their package together, learning, you know, how do I find, how, who do I pitch to? How do I find these stations? Um, you know, what do I do once I get booked? What kind of booked? What kind of booking should I ask for? How do I maintain re a relationship with these producers? Is exactly. it just going to be a one-off, or can I be a yes. subject matter expert? Can I be contributor every week? How do mm -hmm. I see these people every week? Why are they always on every single week? I'll tell you why. You know, though, that's what the t that's what the course goes through. These are things that we that that um, that we just do every every. Every, I see these people every day and I know who I have on speed dial and I know why I call them, you mm -hmm. know, and it's not because they're the best, you know, they're, they're not because they're, they're the best, but they're consistent and they understand, they make my job easier. There so you how go. How can you make mm -hmm. my job easier? How That's can you it. make producers job jobs easier? And I've worked at every network now. I've mm -hmm. worked at ABC, BET, CBS, NBC. I've worked everywhere. So there's not, there's, there's no tricks that I haven't already come across. There's nothing mm -hmm. that I produce. I, I know it. And so that's what I'm teaching the subject matter experts in this course, pictureperfectcourse.com. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you mm -hmm. know, how, how you can become, how this can be your thing. Why do I see the same attorney you know, handling legal uh, cases on on every station is the same person. Well, there's a reason why they make our job they make our job easier. So yeah, That's, yeah, that and that is really that is really like the main point of making yeah. their job easier. I remember someone pitching me, and I was on the National Publicity Summit, and they told me their pitch, and I told them I said I have Speakers Magazine, 
Speakers Magazine is really about African-American speakers, right? And they decided to pitch me anyway. And I said, that's not really my my demo. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, I just figured you could just figure something out. <laughs> I can figure something can out figure for you. I can just, I'm going to read through all your stuff and just try to figure that out. No, no, you figure it out for me and come to me and tell yeah. me. So I was like, they don't understand the amount of pressure. Yeah. The, how fast it moves, how, mm -hmm. how everything is timed. Mm -hmm. You've got a team yeah. you've got to work with. You're trying to work with them. You do want to give them some shine, Absolutely. but you can't, it can't be a commercial. Because we one. need them. We <laughs> need them without the, without the subject matter experts. There is, we don't have TV. Right. right. So we need them, but we need somebody who we need people who understand the business and we need people who understand the how to package themselves. Good, good. That is that is the whole thing about yeah. how to package yourselves. And I am just so excited. This I is want so people, fun. I know this Thank is like you. this is like the holiday, really. But I didn't. It was a special day. So that was the main thing. And I knew that being a TV producer, that you're working probably 10 12 hours a day. Hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it cannot be crazy where you're pitching yeah. her a bunch of stuff and don't make it long. Yeah. Don't, please don't make stuff long for her to no. read. You don't have but we time go over all it. of that in the course. We go so that way you can take pitches and you can send them to who they need to go to. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. I love it. So pitcherperfectcourse.com. Tamisha Harris, thank you so much. When I come to New York, I want to look you up and then we go and Take you don't have to look me up. You know where I am. You have my information. One of the spots where we could go in New York because I feel like I'm coming out now. Like I can go yes. going to DC uh, earlier this next week, and then you know. So it's like I'm feeling like I've got to do some things now. Yeah, so it'll be I great. Just, I'm looking forward to it. And I also want to have you in Speakers Magazine as well because I want you to really talk about your course because a lot of speakers need it. So I want want to okay. speak your information, your bio, and okay. all that kind of stuff, and have you. Um, in the magazine. Here's Mr. Les Brown there. It's one of our favorites. But basically, a lot of these people are subject matter experts. And by you being in the magazine, you can really, you know, show them. Oh, that's amazing. I, I would how, love to do it. How to, yeah. how to do it. How to do it. I love it. And, and the thing what I like about you is you're smart. And you basically use like, I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to learn. Gotta do it. I'm going to learn Final Cut Pro, which Everything. is everything Ooh, that, that that stuff that, no that you read about her at the beginning that is not easy to learn she learned on her own i have a friend like that monica morgan who taught herself photography and she's like shot like president obama nelson yeah. mandela rosa parks and taught herself yeah. but th yeah. that's that's the the vision or the passion that you have so i want people to understand if you really really want it really really bad you do have to really put in the work get a mentor, get a coach, yeah. my program, Ready, Set, Go, Speak. I help people at the very beginning if they don't know where to start, like before you even get to Tamisha, how to really yeah. get your brand together first, how to really pull all that together so that you can have the right packaging, but you need the language first. So yeah. we really help you with that as well. Yeah. So thank you so much for, you. for joining me. This Oh, good, good. All righty. So thank you all for on LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live, and YouTube Live. We will see you. The show notes will be in uh, in a couple of weeks, so you'll get all the links to everything we talked about. With that, have a good day. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. 
Head over to PanPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch. In order to be considered in media places or superstar stages, PanPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.